And Web Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is May 26th, and Dante is back for what... We got a lot to cover on the NBA front. A lot has happened since we last spoke, but how are you doing today, good sir? I am doing well. I'm doing well. I'm glad to be back on the pod. Lots of exciting summer sports news, so let's do it. Yeah, we've, we've got a, a bevy of topics to talk about, but I think the first thing's first. Because one series in the NBA has ended, one is still going on, which we'll get to here. We're, we're currently taping during my Celtics game, which my reactions might get a little interesting. But it's still <laughs> early in the game, so you know I don't really start sweating until after halftime. Uh, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll keep this one a little brief. Yes, but yeah. <laughs> Lakers-Nuggets. The Lakers get swept by the Denver Nuggets, a team that, yeah. honestly, after they the way they beat the Suns, I started giving the take that they were going to win the championship. Yep. The Lakers clearly got swept for a multitude of reasons. LeBron has now got things in the air. Uh, it came out today mm-hmm. that he's playing with a tear in his foot. He started floating some retirement talk, which I think is absolute nonsense. Is not going to happen. But the Lakers are dead, and the Nuggets are moving on. Initial thoughts on that just series and in, in kind of where we are at. So just to your point about the retirement, I do hear a lot of pundits talking about LeBron and like, oh, he's just saying that. But to be honest, he may not want to go through more surgeries, right? True. But do we not think LeBron's a guy who wants a retirement tour? Like we don't. Do you not think he's the guy who's going to want to come back? Maybe he takes a year off. He does the MJ thing, takes a year off. Maybe that's what he does. And then he's like, I'm going to come back because he stated on multiple times that he wants to play with Bronny in the league. The All-Star game is in L.A. in 2025. Yeah. Like, maybe he takes a year off, but I can't imagine he's going to retire. You know what? I That take is probably better, that LeBron may just take 2024 off. I could right? totally just, see that. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Just, or do the Kawhi Leonard yeah. route and just not play 95% of the season. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um. So two things. One, it makes me say, you know, I'm a LeBron fan, but I'm not a LeBron head. I don't make excuses for LeBron, but it does make me sad because now we have to add this asterisk to his legacy that he got swept in the finals. I would say he's his team shouldn't have been in the finals in the first place. A hundred percent. And the take that I'm not here for are these takes that like he lost the series or he's still not a dominant player. No. Where at 38 no. years old, 20 years in the league, he dropped 40. He went 40, 10, and nine. Like this series wasn't his fault. Austin Rivers yeah. stepped up. He sure he wasn't as great, but like the real problem was AD's. Yes, lack, Yeah, lack of a dominant force, which you really needed from him, especially a guy who's considered a top-tier player in the league. Yeah, that's my—this blame lays almost squarely on the shoulder of Anthony Davis. LeBron 100%. is giving you 28 points minimum. Yeah. If Anthony Davis is giving you 25 every night, then we can play. We can figure out some other stuff. We can have a Reeves step in, like you said, a Rui step in. Um, yeah, they got you know, production from the role players, like absolutely. Exactly. But if you're if your seven foot <laughs> plus player is putting up 18, 15 to eighteen points a night, that is not enough. Anthony you, Davis. This was a guy too who found himself on that top seventy five players of all time list. Anthony it, Davis, like, and that's what we're getting. 
and he's still yeah. i mean he's only what 30 so it's not like he's, oh, yeah, like he's young i mean super, i mean made a tissue paper <laughs> this is true he was also healthy which is crazy that that's what we got from him yeah i don't know what it was like we were discussing this earlier i think for the lakers lakers it was apathy going into this series when they went down to um, which I didn't think was that big of a hole. I'm like, all right, you're down two, but you're going back home. Like, go ahead and win this game. But then when they went down three, you could just see it on the players. Like, do we really want to do this? Yeah, and then LeBron came out and gave us a performance that we will never see again. We're never going to see a guy in year 20 do what he did in game four, period. Like, it, and it's a – he's getting criticism for getting swept which yep. when you look at it from a percentage standpoint, his career versus MJ, they both have 5% sweep time. They got swept in the playoff runs. Um, but we're never going to see that again, which honestly, it makes me sad that so much of the debate has been like soured on LeBron. Cause at this point yeah. I can boil it down to just this. The arguments against LeBron are simply based off whether you like him or not. Person, personality wise like that is every media base when we talk mj lebron or his ability on the court it literally just comes down to whether or not you allow your your feelings for his personality to cloud your judgment and how you evaluate what he can do on the court because the man is in absolutely insane like there was the quote by rich butcher he, his days as a dominant player and a game-changing player are over. Yeah, are over. Yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> like, sure, maybe he can't give you a full season like he's done for the last 20 years, but when he needs to turn it on, he could still clearly turn it on and be the, one of the best players He limped. The Lakers limped to the finals. Mm-hmm. Right? Sac- Sacramento had a chance to put the Lakers away, or put the Warriors away. And then didn't let that happen. So now the Warriors are there, but you know they're a fragment of the team. And then you had Memphis, who were, were fine in the West. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> can't even make it. So you let your two veteran teams get there. And here's the flip side of this argument. Or not even an argument. Denver deserves it. A hundred percent. And I, I do think Denver is a team, that- the way they beat the Suns, after that, I was like, oh, this team's winning the championship. Because there's just too much there between Joker being the best player in the world and what he can do, Jamal Murray just being an absolute walking bucket right now and getting good production out of your role players. It's It's been absolutely fantastic, which I guess this is a good transition to them. Um, Their media coverage has been interesting, um, to say the least. Crooks Maxi, I don't know if you saw this. He's a writer for Sports Illustrated, was on the Dan Patrick Show today. And he was talking about the Nuggets and the media gripe, and he was like, they're just not a compelling team to talk about or to talk about to and to write about, which is insane. Like, this is the a failure in the way we brand basketball teams. Like, we only talk about the, the like, name, the brand names of, like, the Lakers, Celtics, like, those primary terms. What is not compelling about Jamal Murray having a career, potentially altering injury in his ACL, coming back and doing what he's doing? Or... Djokovic, who is a second-round 41st pick, that's essentially the equivalent of what Brady was in the seventh round when we think about NBA guys, and he's the best player in the world. Like, how is that not compelling? You've got a guy like Aaron Gordon, who used to be a, like, thought to be a building block for a franchise, and now he's just a role player, but he's playing really well. Like, there are tons of fantastic things to talk about with this Nuggets team. It's on the media to actually do a good job, which we're we're going to do for you guys as part of the sports media and talk oh, about man, this Nuggets this team. This is not a great time for you for me to say I think that the Denver Nuggets are born. It's not necessarily that they're not 
uh, <laughs> it's not necessarily that they aren't boring, but the idea that there aren't compelling storylines that you yes, could promote absolutely. for them is it, that's the part that I just don't understand because there are compelling points. Now their style of play, that yes. that you have a point on. I don't disagree yes. there, but there are ways. To, like the NFL doesn't struggle with this. Like sure, there are games. Like if we get a Super Bowl with small market teams, you still hear the like, oh, this isn't great because they're not big market teams. But the NFL brands that game still beautifully in the way we you talk know why, about that though? game. I think it's because it's one game, right? It's still the Super Bowl. So here's the thing. Like I. I don't want to undermine your point, but I'm going to do it a little bit. <laughs> it's I, fine. <laughs> I, I do not like watching Denver play. I don't. It is like watching those like. God damn, Jason Tatum's going off. Sorry, <laughs> he just absolutely threw it like down. Watching, watching those games, it's just nothing exciting. Like I guess too, like if you're a, if you're a huge Joker fan, then yes, this is a good game. Like what he does is amazing. Oh, it's but incredible. I, yeah, like. I don't want to see, you know, like Michael Porter Jr. I don't want to see Aaron Gordon. Jamal Murray and and Joker are who I want to see on that team. I would say this. They took building blocks and they like, you got to give it up to uh, Michael Malone and that, that, uh, that office there. Right. That like, he's been there. What? Eight years. Yeah. They took building blocks and they fucking built. Yep. This is the same thing they, with the Heat. They didn't just turn over a coaching staff, an entire organization, and throw it out the window the moment they didn't um, work out. Like, they're bucking the current NBA trend, which is just, like, firing happy coaches. Like, yeah. everybody's getting canned. Um, but, yeah, that was a complete – and everybody's under contract, I think, except for, like, one guy next year. Yeah, and you don't have – like, you, your two superstars – are still like mid. I mean, not Joker is a huge superstar, but your second superstar is like a mid level superstar. You didn't do like, so if you're looking at a Philadelphia, right, and trust the process, <laughs> they really didn't even trust the process because they went out and got the other superstars that they needed. Um, so you know who I feel bad for, and obviously it's a it's a Spartan thing, but I feel bad for Gary Harris and he, that he didn't fit in this this system that they had. Yeah, because that- he was in Denver. Holding that down for the longest. Yeah. Yeah, no, he absolutely was. Which he just didn't fit in that system. <laughs> he did not, but man, like I, I really like watching Jamal Murray play. Like he is a yeah. guy that I really like. Similar because I don't watch a lot of West Coast basketball during the regular season. Like I really only pension pay attention to my Celtics in kind of the Eastern Conference, if I'm being completely honest. Like football season just dominates my life. I don't have enough time to be doing the entire basketball landscape. But once the playoffs go, I watch everything. And, like, two things that I kind of forgot about were how fun it is to watch Jamal Murray play and just how, like, ridiculous Joker can get into his bag and doing, like, everything, which is a testament to just, like, how insanely skilled the players have gotten, which we've been talking about this the last couple weeks. Like, it used to be, like, our jaws used to drop seeing a guy like Shaq being able to run the, the floor. And now we got a dude... Like Joker, who's essentially Magic Johnson at the seven with the, his ability to pass, he gets boards like a monster, and he's got unlimited like scoring potential. He can stretch you in all aspects, and it's just a reminder when I see him play that like, goddamn, everybody is so skilled in the league nowadays. Um, like there aren't just these specialists. Like everybody can do a little bit of everything. There are still specialists, but like you get what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's crazy to me. Obviously, watching that game, watching those games. When LeBron was on Jokic, it made the the biggest difference in the game. But 
can't have LeBron guard him though. Yeah, it's just not nope. feasible. And so that's where you need an Anthony Davis to step up. And I don't know what it is about. Maybe I just watched too many, too much Lakers. Um, but the Warriors did this to him too. Those drag screens that pull AD out to the perimeter. Like I don't <laughs> understand how many times AD fell fell for that. Like they do, and obviously other teams, obviously Denver watched that because they did it to him too. But it just was frustrating. I'm like, damn, Davis, they run that play on you six times. <laughs> it's true. Like, come on. Like, I mean, and it's not even a complex play. It's a simple drag screen to pull you out to the perimeter, and now they dunk. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing with, like, how a lot of times the Celtics were handling the pick and roll and just like not fighting through it sometimes and switching and getting the absolute worst matchups ever. And I'm just screaming at my TV, but that's Joe Missoula being just woefully out of his depths against an all time killer and Jimmy Butler in it. Arguably at this point an all time or not maybe all time, but in right now, arguably top three coach in the NBA and Eric Spolstra, in my opinion, um, which is, I guess, a good segue, unless you have anything else on Nuggets, Lakers. No, no, the Nuggets deserve it, even though I think that they're boring. Uh, Nuggets will probably win this when it's all said and done, but we'll see. Uh, dude, I have I have a hard time figuring out how Boston figures out dealing with Joker and Murray. I guess Robert Williams is a bit of a stud. We'll see. But I also have an even harder time yeah, and I think doing it. Miami, for Miami, if Miami gets through this, that Denver will just spread the floor too much for Miami. Yeah. So your your guards never get going. We shall see. But we got we got the Celtics Miami. We got games. We got games. We got games. <laughs> How do we think this one, I guess, plays out? And is the series coming to that? I mean, right now my Celtics are playing on fire. Um, there's a legit – I mean, if Grant Williams doesn't get up in Jimmy Butler's face and have an absolute collapse, this series 2-2 right now um, at worst – what are you making of this series and kind of the, the storylines going on here? So in the exact opposite of the Lakers, I think uh, Boston is not apathetic that they do want this. They were just slow to make coaching adjustments. And when they finally did, we saw um, what they can do. I mean, that wasn't that was that wasn't a light win by Boston. Um, to force the series to keep going. Um, I would love to see Boston come back. I would love to see that. I don't know if it's possible, but I would love to see it. Um, the Heat are just explosive, and they score in bunches. And as Boston has learned a few times, Jimmy Butler will drop 15 or 16 on you very quickly and then go quiet because he – not because he's helping somebody else, drop 15 or 16, but because he's taking so much tension, attention away from other players that now they've dropped 15 or 16 on you and now you're down 30. Yeah. Miami was always the team I was the most scared of in the Eastern Conference because you can't bring the type of game the Celtics are accustomed to bringing at periods of times where they get super sloppy with the ball, you know, like they're just, they're not on their P's and Q's. Joe Missoula is way out of his depths. Like this dude, he got thrown to the wolves way too early in his career. Um, like I'm over Joe Missoula at this point, unless something really goes, unless things really change just because we're in, we're in our championship window and we cannot be wasting it. Um, on just like, 
poor coaching, which and it's right. not even totally his fault. It's just like I think I think someday he could be a really good coach. It's just like it's too too much too soon type of deal. Um, my Celtics are infuriating to watch though because there's just so many times where it feels like all right. Tatum will bail us out or Jalen will bail us out. And that's all we have. Like, we're going to do nothing. Like you said, we're slow to adjustments. And, like, we just – that's all – that's the entire game plan. Like, what I will not stand for, though, is this idea that we need to break up Jalen and Tatum because when they are both healthy – No. We have either gone to the NBA Finals or the Eastern Conference Championship Finals. That's it. Like, Tatum is tw- 25 years old. He's been to a Finals and four Eastern Conference Championships. It took – Curry and LeBron until they were 27 to win their first championship. It took MJ and KD until they were 28 to win their first championship. Like, there's no reason to break these two up at all. No, there's a glaring um, position issue in Boston that I've been complaining about for two years now. And that's that's your point guard. I know. We know that (laughs) Mr. Marcus. And again, it's not that Marcus Smart is bad at being a true point guard. So let me, let me, it is the fact that he is not in the right system here in Boston. He needs to be somewhere else. Boston needs somebody you can hand the ball to who can go. That's why you have Jalen Green half the time directing plays. That's not Jalen Green's job. That's why you have Tatum Sometimes with the ball in his hand at the key directing plays. That's not his job either. Yes, this is basketball and it's positionless, right? And you're, you're going to do. But you cannot put the ball. We all know. Don't put the ball in Marcus Smart's hand when there's 30 seconds left to play. Dude, that we- part annoys <laughs> absolute. Like in the Sixers series, yes. when, on that final play we drew up and it was like Tatum just drove and kicked it out to him. I was like, what are we doing? Like, what are we? Yes, what in the world are we that- doing? <laughs> But if that's Curry standing out there, right? Yeah. Right? If that's it, I feel like if that's... My, Here's my problem. I hate to be like... Chris hell, even Bell, if it's just Chris Derek Bell. White instead of Marcus Green. I have a hell of a lot yes, more faith if it's in Derek if it's Derek White, White yes. taking that shot than I do with Marcus yes. Green taking that shot. But the part that I... It, it hurts me because I, I, I 100% agree with what you're saying. But at the same time, my heart is like, no. Because he has spent such a, like force in the locker room and such an aggressive guy to get the guys going when there are games where Tatum and Brown look I don't want to say disinterested but just like off like he is that force that kind of snaps everybody back in but yeah he's not like the perfect player for the system which is unfortunate (laughs) it's because of Green and Tatum right Brown and Tatum I mean Brown and Tatum not Green I I said Jalen Green earlier I was like wait and then I got yeah. Jeff Green finished up, who I completely Green, forgot was yeah. in the league. And then I saw him in right. the Nuggets. I was like, oh, my God, you're still in the league. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Um, for Brown and Tatum. If that, if it was just Tatum on that team, I think Marcus Smart works. Yeah. I think those two players are too dynamic for uh, Marcus Smart. Yeah, I don't disagree. Now, with that said, I don't know how many points Marcus Smart and assists that he has right now. There are uh, games where he goes off, and then there are games where it's <laughs> it's it's rain. It's it's this entire team is just a roller coaster from hell. Essentially, is what yeah. we are watching. And like the other thing too is like sometimes I'm, I'm waiting for Tatum to like, all right, Tatum, just put the ball in your hand and get go out there and get ten real quick. Yeah, 
Well, it's, that's the other part that that annoys the absolute hell of me is he wants to be this like baby Mamba and like the green Mamba, and it's like, dude, you just you lack right now that killer instinct. When yeah. now, granted, he did do himself a big service in moving that needle in the end of Game Six and Game Seven in the Sixers series, but he has not been that player that we've needed in this series so far with the Heat, and we needed that because. Like I said before, the Heat are a team because they have Jimmy Butler and that kind of Heat culture that they built with Eric Spoltra and Pat Riley at the head on the organizational mm-hmm. side and getting, you know, guys similar to Jay Butt in there is like they if you take off, like they're the definition of hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Like that's like this is that's the epitome of this series. Like the Celtics are clearly the most talented roster but they just don't work hard the entire game. Like, there were times where I see a shot go up and nobody's crashing the boards and then nobody's getting back on defense and then Jimmy Butler's just shoving it down your throat. Which, by the way, Grant Williams, role players in general, if you are not a star, stop going up to stars' faces and talking shit. (laughs) Like, what is it with this phenomenon of role players being like, you know what, I saw what Dylan Brooks did. I saw what this guy did. Like, I'm going to copy the exact same thing as a role player. Like, if you're a star, talk shit to your level, essentially. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Grant Williams was thinking. Dude. He looked foolish, okay? Oh, my God. It was. And then and Al Horford just looking at him. <laughs> yeah, like, what in the hell <laughs> what are you are doing? You doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, yeah. The other thing with, I guess the NBA is kind of like this. I, I feel like the Celtics is a team full of forwards. <laughs> Yeah, and that, so that sometimes becomes a problem too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're just like, if you can't, if what Miami does, right. If you're pushing them out to like make them shoot those mid range jumpers when they're trying to drive, um, it, yeah, it takes you out your game plan a little bit. Um, you know, I saw somebody when they were getting beat, uh, I saw someone tweet like, uh, can they put Blake Griffin in? God, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> I was like, damn, I forgot he was on the team. Yeah, he is. He's a little banged up, but yeah, he is. He's still I'm, on there. He, I'm sure he doesn't want to play. No, I'm sure. no, yeah. not at all. But that we, now let's do the flip side. Can we talk about Kevin Love out there? Dude, I players I forget <laughs> that are still in the league. Kevin Love's in that bucket. Jeff Green, Mello, who retired this weekend. I thought that yeah. happened last year. I'm not going to lie. I thought it happened last year, too. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I thought that happened. I was like, didn't Mello? I almost tweeted, like, didn't Mello uh, retire last year? <laughs> yeah. What do you do if you're Denver on the 15? Now that you've got Jokic and you have Mello, who both wore 15. I'm assuming Denver's retiring 15 at some point. It's just for, do they, re- I'm a, I'm assuming it's going to have to be Joker now, but Mello was a pretty big part of that franchise oh, building blocks. You don't, you don't give it to Mello. You give it to the person that brought you, whoever brings you a title. I think so too, but that sucks for Mello, who was like a pretty big building block for that franchise. Yeah, <laughs> like that, him and those baby light blues were iconic. But I mean, Mello made Denver fun to watch. Yeah. A lot. I mean, that's how he got the nickname "a walking bucket." Was in yeah. during his time in Denver, and then he carried it to New York. And then didn't do shit. In New- I don't know yeah. why. Any if I was a superstar, I would never go to New York. I think by now, given you know who the owner is in James Dolan, I would never go. I understood maybe, and this is maybe not 
I may not be remembering my history as right, but like I could make the argument back when Melo signed that like, okay, in his mindset, it's like I'm moving to a giant market. If I want to start like a media career or a fashion career or any other type of career, New York's a great place to be. It's an iconic franchise. Like maybe we could build something here. But then the reality of James Dolan being your owner sets in, and it's like, oh, yeah, nothing's going to happen here except for misery and pain. <laughs> sort of like the Sixers. It's a loser organization at this point. Like, I gave that take. I don't know if you saw this, but, like, I, I don't know why anybody was surprised that the Sixers lost. They're a loser organization. Like, they they got so good at losing, we gave it a name for it called the process. Like, that's all that was. It was putting a spin zone on being l- professional losers. And, that's like, the Knicks funny. are the same way. The Knicks, here's why the Knicks won't win, other than their owner, is that they already think that they de- they think that they deserve a championship. I don't disagree, but goddamn, does does Jalen Bronson make me excited when I watch basketball? Which also, if you're the Dallas Mavericks, how stupid do you look don't. right now? Letting my him dad leave. was just talking about this. Like, how did they look? Well, you know that was that was Luca. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is why, yeah, like, people are like, Luca. Luca's gonna end up in New York. I'm like, there's no shot. <laughs> no, that was Luca. That's why he did. I wonder if it's Luca being. Is it really Luke? It's clearly something with his personality. But is he also telling management like, I don't Luca, want to play with anyone? Luca is mellow. He's just the next yeah. iteration. He's white <laughs> mellow. That's what he is. I don't yeah. like. People just need to get like he is white mellow. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing this by myself. I also think people saw Giannis do it by himself, and they've now. Like, yep, that's what we're. There's, going the pendulum to do. is starting to swing back. Like these super teams are starting to die off. Like I think we're eventually have the pendulum switch back because, like, like we said, the Heat and Nugget are the perfect example of like not firing coaches and building on good coaching. And, but like, I still think you need two. You still need two. Oh yeah, you need players. two. But there's the days of like like selling out for that third are gone, and it's yeah. more like let's get right. two guys and build a roster around. You selling out for the third, unless you were trying to do like Phoenix and win, not like try to win now which was a gamble but you saw now for the third can hurt your your franchise for years to come yep now like we we've realized that i think that's also why the warriors made the moves that they made right of like protect trying to protect their core and then say all right we'll we'll get decent role players in here and we'll give we'll give wiggins a chance to show us something yeah god Um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) and pool after draymond punches him in the face wild move by draymond too to be like if i don't punch if pool doesn't get punched he he said if the punch didn't he say like if the punch doesn't happen yeah it's like you're the one who punched you did the punch (laughs) (laughs) what a wild move that was Oh God! That's like the SpongeBob meme when he's looking for uh, himself. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, you did the punch. There was no need for you to punch that man in his face oh, like that. No, and I understand like NBA greats being like, "Oh, there were much uh, worse things that happened in a locker room back in the day." Yes, but we know now we live in a camera on oh, yeah. society, so there is no place for that. It's the whole thing with There's John no Morant. As... It's like, how do you yeah. not know after that like first couple instances? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, what, what are you doing? The, Cameras you, are on. They're everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. Uh, that, that you are a me- you are a media institution within yourself. Yep. As a superstar, and that is no more prevalent now than it has been at any time in history. Yeah. So yes, 
I, for all the people that's like, what, are they not just supposed to be able to live their lives? They represent the NBA, especially a John Morant. That's, the NBA gave you $200 million. The NBA was making you the face of the NBA. You cannot pull out unregistered firearms on Instagram, point blank. And wave them around like they're a goddamn super soaker. Like, that's how somebody gets plaxico burst on themselves or, like, hurts one of their others. Like, it was just unbelievable. Going after I couldn't Michigan believe State it. today, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What were your thoughts on the whole John Moran backlash, everything that's kind of going on there? I think, first of all, the people that's like, where's the NRA at? Well, I don't know if you know this, but John Moran is black. Yeah. So, <laughs> the NRA is not stepping in here. Yeah. And if they are going to step in, I'm sorry, too late, because now people are calling out. Um, I think the backlash is warranted. You cannot, as I just said, like... You can't just wave firearms around. No. If John Morant, here's the thing. We are a gun-loving country. If John Morant wants to show himself shooting at a firing range, shooting yeah. at targets or Tannerite or something like that, I think that would have been way more acceptable 100%. than bouncing around in your car. And like, I don't agree with that, even that stuff, but that's his right. That's his Second Amendment yep. right to do that. And I think he could have cultivated that image that way. Yeah. That's, I- this is also a lack of media training. For John Moran. Which is well. crazy given today's, like, LeBron James, arguably the biggest superstar since MJ, was on the spot when he was in high school, never had issues mm-hmm. in, like, off the court. Now, you could say what you will about whether or not you like his personality or how he's handled things, like his move to Miami, things like that, but, like, we've never seen him have issues outside of the arena or whatever. John Morant does. And I think the biggest point, people just, like, keep missing, like, JJ was saying this and other people where it's like, they want to talk about like politicians posing with guns and stuff. And it's like the NBA, and we say this all the time on the show, is an image conscious league. And yep. when you have a player toting a gun as if it's a toy, when it is a tool designed for one purpose, and that is to kill, like reckless abandonment with that, who has who has an audience that is very impressionable and is a star of the league that is recognized around the world, they're gonna drop the hammer on you after. You know, two hundred billion dollars. Yeah, like of course yeah. they are. Like the response is going to be warranted. Now, the takes of like he should never play again or like a full no, that's year. Stupid. That's stupid. stupid. Yeah, like that's dumb. Like we'll see what if the response is appropriate by the NBA. Like we still haven't gotten that yet. That interview that Silver gave during the NBA draft did not look promising for John Morant. But like I a hundred percent get why this is a bad because it's like. It's not even responsible gun ownership. Like it, yes, that's the that's other the, thing. That's not the issue. Responsible gun ownership. Yes. That's yes. That is. Let's talk about the core of the issue here. You could be a gun nut all you want. The people that I know who are like really adamant about gun stuff would never 100%. ever wave a gun around Dude, like that. I grew up with a gun in my house, and like there were very basic rules. Like it was always locked away. If you ever pointed a gun, you were pointing at something that you were going to shoot. Like that is like a fundamental rule. Like mm-hmm. you don't like wave around. It is not a toy. It is a tool. Just like a hammer is or a saw or a power drill. Like it is a tool. And its sole purpose is to inflict violence. Now that could be for hunting. That could be for self-defense. That could be for offensive purposes. A whole thing. But like that at the end of the day is it and there's a responsibility to that and if like once again i think you hit it on the head like if he was just posing with it or he's at a gun range mm-hmm. not an issue here not an it's issue. the waving it around in the car 
that is the issue. <laughs> like yeah. we're toting and it out of club. You have impressionable fans. Yes. Like the NBA is very conscious about that. Like they, they're they, not the NFL. They care no. very much about their image and the way their players represent their brand too. Cause that's the other thing. You're yeah. an employee of an organization. And the other thing too is like the NBA is long gone from the days of the eighties and the nineties of their players being arrested constantly mm-hmm. for drugs I mean, alcohol, how, all that stuff. Look at the like, fines they've, they've levied so just for hard. taunting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, they've worked really hard to cultivate this um, image, like you said, but also have worked hard to be a player-run organization, too. And I think that this is the, the back and forth with it. If you are going to be a player-run organization, then the players have to represent us in a certain way. A hundred percent agree. Which, by the way, I, I've noticed. I've been meaning to bring this up. It's sort of switching gears, but sort of wild. Since we're gonna just we're gonna keep hitting you with things, malice in the palace type of thing. You know what's wild to me that I do not. I mean, I understand it from a business perspective, but it it, it literally every time I see it, I'm like, what the hell's going on? That the benches in the NBA are so far to the side, and you have. <sighs> You have fans that have bought seats that players have to walk by from the scorer's table. What is with that? Like, we don't have that in college. Like, the, the player's benches is right next to the scorer's table, so it's also right next to the coach. But in the NBA, it's, like, shoved all the way down to the side. <laughs> and they're all, like, huddled together yeah. trying to watch the game. It's like they have the worst seats on the floor. Right? It is, but, like, why are the players <laughs> not closer to the scorer's table and the head coach? Like, I don't understand it. I mean, you know why. Money. Yeah, money. Yeah, but, yeah. like, for a league that had Malice in the Palace, like, that feels like a liability, especially in a place like my Boston Celtics Boston, in the Garden. Yeah, yes. like, there are there are places, or when Madison, Boston... Yeah, the Garden. Yeah, yeah Philly. Not in... Yes, not, Philly. Yeah, yep. places like that. Like, I, it just, every time I see it, I'm like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> yeah. No, I've noticed it, too. Like, I've had that same thought. Like, man, that person can touch LeBron. Yeah, like literally can. It's like that thing from Entourage where Ari's like freaking out and somebody tells him to calm down. He's like, I spend 40 grand on this seat. If I want to take a half-court shot, I'm going to take a half-court shot or whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah they're right That's how there. you get owners grabbing the ball, right? Oh, yeah. That was not not the best moment, to say the least. Uh, so that Another Michigan. We're just going to talk about Michigan State. Another Michigan State person. Yeah, it's really a Michigan State-centric <laughs> show right now. Yeah. Um. Final thoughts on this series, though. If Boston does claim Game 5 here, we go to a Game 6. It gets interesting. Does it not? Does Miami fold under the pressure? Because if they lose Game 6... Oh, Caleb Martin just got hurt for Miami. That's not going to be good for them. Um, This could be... Like, that's It could be tough. ugly. You don't want that on your... You don't want to be up 3-1 with that on your... Um... In, yeah, up three two now going into game six, and then with a game seven yeah. headed back to Boston, and you've you've got you a sports that. town that already owns in baseball and football the two biggest comebacks ever, and now in basketball they're trying to do the same thing. Like, whoo, things get you scary. Don't want it. <laughs> it, you don't want. I've always said this. Oh, that did not look good by Caleb Martin for both for all sports, basketball, football, what have you. Just like. Um, you see it in the NCAA tournament all the time, too. You don't want to give another team momentum. Nope. Especially you in never... basketball. Yeah, especially in basketball. Like That's why it's so important for teams to close out a half. Because if somebody could be down 16 at a half, but if you don't close it out and they feel like they have a chance, they're going to come in and, and take that chance. And Boston has too many weapons for Miami to get – 
for hubris to set in for Miami. Now, Eric Spolstra isn't good enough coach to wrangle his team in, but is Jimmy Butler too volatile for it? Be, I mean, that's why he's no longer a Sixer or a T-Wolf. <laughs> yeah. But the Heat culture seems to be able to contain that, and Eric Spolstra is, I mean, yeah. he's he's an absolute phenomenal coach. Who well, doesn't get his roses enough? Udonis Haslam is doing a yeah. great job. Doing God's work bench. down there. <laughs> Still in the <laughs> league somehow. I mean, Eric Spolstra. Oh, what do you think about that? Like, keeping those veteran players on to be like a player coach. It's what Memphis needs right now. Like, more yes, than anything, right. dude. You're they right. need a guy like, and you would think Steve Adams would have been that guy, sort of. Like, sure, they he's said not that he, senior. They just don't listen to him. Yeah, they just don't. Which is crazy. Because that man, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's Aquaman. <laughs> like, he is Jason Momoa's size of a human. Like, the dude has picked up, we've seen him pick up NBA players and carry them on his shoulder like they're his child. How do you not listen to that dude? Do you think it's a, it, uh, like, because he's foreign? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. But yeah, they Where do. it's easy to look at Udonis Haslam. Also, you can look at Udonis Haslam and be like, no, nah, that dude would probably beat my ass. Oh, 100%. He's, yeah. he's got that old strong. He's been around the block a handful of times, dude. He's been around the block, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's that old, like, Uncle Strong <laughs> type of deal. Like, he yeah. will... It is something about, you know, like you said, Adams, but I still might try. Even though I'm going to get my ass beat, I still might try, but you down this, I'm not even... <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. Just Haslam, just like, nah, you got it. <laughs> um, any other thoughts on NBA games that we've been talking about here? No, but... <sighs> Do I want to watch a Heat Nuggets finals? No. no. I want to watch a Celtics Lakers, but AD had Man, other plans. I, so many people were like, ah, I don't want to watch the Celtics Lakers. I'm like, you're lying. You are <laughs> lying. You want to see that just as much as I want to see that. You want to see LeBron take on the Celtics. You want to see Tatum take on LeBron in like the biggest. And the two biggest franchises in franchises. the history of the NBA. And one of the biggest rivalries in sports. Now, it's it's sort of zimmered off recently, but whatever. It's still there. Whatever. Man, could you imagine oh. all the coverage and the ratings? Would And here's, again, here is your, here's your argument against, uh, my argument against, is the NBA fixed? Sure. I'm sure it's fixed in some way. Well, yeah, when they were well, Scott Foster out there. Wanted Boston, Boston, LA True. finals. You don't think that's what he wanted? Oh, yeah, that pays him for himself for the next couple of years. <laughs> years. Could years. You, could you imagine? If he, yes, he would have orchestrated that right up. Yep, 100%. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, is the NBA rigged? That's a, we'll talk about that in the summer when we don't have any sports things to talk about. Oh, sport, and just sports in general, um, especially yeah. with the NBA draft and how that played out. Um, oh, don't even get me started on how my Pistons got robbed. <laughs> you just screwed. <laughs> you know i like it though somebody tweeted like no this happens to the spurs every few years they Dude, get the dominant big man coming what, in the only times they've had first pick in their franchises it's been tim duncan david robinson and now victor yep. who also the hype around him is insane <laughs> yeah, we'll see if his if his game translates you know, I've been, I was looking at him. Too skinny. Like, too skinny. <laughs> he's, he's a little skinny. We'll see, though. Like, I, I wish not. I don't wish. There are a lot of people that are wishing for him to be a bust, and I just don't understand That's that. That's insane. Like, <laughs> him coming into the NBA does not take it. It's primarily people who are like, college is necessary. Him mm-hmm. coming into the NBA does not take away from the college game at all. No, not at all. 
not one bit. No. And also, he's got the perfect situation because, like, if it isn't going great in the beginning, it's San Antonio. Like, he can they can hide that yep. for a while. They and can Greg, hide it. And yep. Greg does a really good job of like taking what he needs to take away on the media side of things. So, like, yeah. But now is Pop going to be coaching coaching into senility? That's a good call. I don't know, dude. I don't know what they're going to do down there. That's a whole nother yeah basket. Because yeah, like I love I love Pop, but uh, is it time for him to? It's getting there. I don't think he's going to now that he's got Victor coming down the pipes. But no, he, absolutely not. He needs I don't blame to be. him for, you know, consolidating power. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, um, Switching gears, college football. Yeah, Two big things that caught my eye. The first is a smaller thing that I'm going to uh, – that may surprise you, may not, but the Dion effect is in full swing because today front office sports tweeted out. Now, this is a historic rivalry, keep in mind, but – the cheapest ticket for Nebraska week one game at Colorado is currently selling for $400. That is more expensive than the Chiefs opener, Nebraska's home opener by 22 times, Heat Celtics game five, uh, Knights Stars game four, and apparently the average mortgage payment in the state of Nebraska. So, Damn, it's insane. Do I need to buy a house in Nebraska? Yeah, apparently, <laughs> according to for, front office sports, I don't know if that last point's true, but I believe the other ones. The what, Dion effect. $400 to have a house in Nebraska? I guess it's in Nebraska, but Jesus, my written is like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Not a lot going on, apparently, in Nebraska. But Colorado, Nebraska, week one, $400 to watch those teams play. I would pass on that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not watching that. I mean, I'm watching it. Yeah, I'm watching it from my couch. Yeah, but I'm, <laughs> I'm dropping four hundred dollars on that game. game for Unreal. Yeah, I'm looking at these tickets right now. These are ridiculous. <laughs> the Dion effect. Oh my god, four hundred and four dollars to sit in the nosebleeds. Unbelievable for Colorado, Nebraska. Okay, I guess, do I know how far Colorado is from Nebraska? Is that what I just... It used to like be a, a historical rival, like a really big rivalry. Um, okay. So there is some precedence there, but neither program okay, is back. Okay, Dion lost his whole team yeah. to the transfer board. And we'll also see, for Dion, give him credit. What he did at the HBCUs was fantastic. But yeah. let's also yeah. remind yeah. everybody, yeah. he yeah. never won a championship there. And the talent gap between his team and the next team was pretty astronomical. So, like, there are question marks around the actual coaching ability. His ability to sell, unquestionably phenomenal. I guess, though, if you're the buffs, you don't care about that. Oh, no. You care about your ability to sell. Correct. Winning is second. Which is a great, great, great reason why they hired him. This program needed life breathed back into them. Um, especially as the Pac-12 is now just getting decimated, which I it makes me sad to see what's happening in the Pac-12 because I do love Pac-12 best, or football, mostly because we are so good at betting it, but also because I'm a degenerate and up so late, and I just I like the style of Pac-12 football. It's so different from the other school, like styles and conferences, but it came out this week that those teams are getting absolutely shafted in their TV deal, which should be no surprise because the Pac-12 is the worst-run conference, arguably in America. Like I might be the only guy with the Pac-12 network on his cable subscription, but like I nobody can watch the games. Network, but only because it was included. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would never willingly pay for it. Yeah. It's unbelievable. 
Um, so let's just talk about revenues from this year before we talk about what the Pac-12 announced for for next year. So for this year, the Big Ten uh, putting their uh, their money where their mouth is. Every team except Nebraska, Maryland, and Rutgers is receiving nearly $60 million. The SEC, every team is receiving nearly $50 million. The ACC, somewhere between high 30s and low 40s. The Pac-12 is at $37 million. And the Big 12, who just lost key, um, who just lost key programs, is from 42 to 44.9 million. So as of right now, as of 20, 2022. They're right in the middle. They're they're fine. Next year, though, they announced that schools will be getting north of twenty million dollars uh, when it comes for TV revenue, and that is um, no, you can't do that. They're taking a pay cut in this economy. <laughs> they're taking a pay cut in the Pac-12, and not a cheap part of the country either. <laughs> No, I'm sure I'm sure their institutions lose twenty million dollars on um accounting mistakes. Yeah. Like twenty I am I am positive that there is a AD that I'm sure Oregon's AD sat down and was like twenty mil Dude. for what? Yeah. For what? Well, Oregon's a great example. <laughs> for what well, I am sure that the Big Ten at this point, or any other conference, obviously I'm a Big Ten homer, probably don't even have to, could match the Pac-12's offer. And Oregon would be like, yeah, I'm, it's, a better, <laughs> it's a better job for me to go over there. I don't understand the incompetence of the conference of the Pac-12. You lost USC and you lost UCLA. How are you not circling um, your your teams and saying what can we do for you to make you make it more comfortable for you to stay here? Yeah, the, the that and on top of it, like we always hear about um, the Big Twelve and their expansion to try to um, counteract mm -hmm. what the Big Ten and the SEC is doing. When was the last time you heard a story about the Pac twelve entertaining adding more teams and adding more depth? No, they seem adversarial. <clears throat> yeah. Their yeah, it's it's it baffles the mind. I do not understand it, which sucks because like it's obviously the way college football and college sports, big college sports is headed. But I will be somewhat sad when all these conferences kind of disappear and we just head to the inevitable, probably two. Um, yeah, big to SEC. Yeah, like that. <laughs> but you know what's going to gonna happen, right? Then they're just going to break them or you'll get an antitrust thing. Oh, somewhere. that could be true. Yeah. But you know what's going to happen. It'll be the Big Ten and uh, SEC, and they might run like that for like maybe five or ten years, and then they'll start splitting apart again. <laughs> it's going to be the same thing with these streaming. Like, can we just get a bundle of all the, yeah. the streaming apps? Can you, you, can you back to cable? Yeah, can you all bundle together and make your volume levels the exact same and just <sighs> bundle it all together and sell it to me for one price? Can we just get there by now? You know who's the worst? Have you ever – do you have Peacock? I do, yeah. And so you know how sometimes they'll have like movies that are still in the theaters, but you have to watch it with like the one or two commercials. Yep. Those commercials are the loudest commercials <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. And they don't do a good job. Like Hulu, their commercials are loud, but Hulu puts up the little yellow thing letting you know like that. Yep. In the middle of the movie in Peacock, they'll be like, 
commercial and it's the loudest commercial you've ever heard. Dude, me and my girlfriend just yesterday were watching the episode of Ted Lasso and Apple's like super low and we switched over to Netflix and it did the dun and it was oh, so yeah. dude it scared the <laughs> shit out of me. It was so loud compared to what we just came from with Apple. I was like, can we not all just get on the same page here? Ugh, it's infuriating. Um yeah. I'm sorry, I'm glad we, I mean I know you're a, look, you don't have to worry about you're worried about um Watching that, you can just watch the Big Ten after dark. This is okay? true. I just I don't want the styles to disappear. I don't want it all to like. I do like. Do you the difference? Do you really, in styles? realistically think that the teams that move from the Pac-12 will change their styles to match the conferences that they're in? I think whoever's winning out stylistically will see more teams merge to that. But didn't you see USC change college football across the nation with the spread offense? Yeah. And then it slowly started to change across. Like, I guess the Big Ten sort of its own unique. Like, there's yeah, not a ton of variety. Yeah. There's variety in the SEC. There's variety yes, in the – yeah, so there is variety. I guess my problem is I keep big, thinking the, yeah. the Big Ten is its own little thing. That's my problem is I just don't want them all to become like the Big Ten and it just become that style right, of football. and nobody does. And the Big Ten is going to have to reckon with that too, At right? some point. Because yeah. Jesus, nobody. I am a Big Ten homer, and I cannot stand the Iowa Purdue game three to seven. Dude, or these Iowa allegations was. are starting to make a hell of a lot more sense <laughs> <laughs> with what we've seen on the field. Like I'm tired of that. Nobody wants to watch Northwestern. Like, yeah. do whatever. I like it occasionally on. if it's snowing, and that's the style of football I'm getting. I'll sign me up. Is it sort of funny in my mind to think that like these Pac-12 teams are going to have to cross the nation in the winter and play like that brand against that brand of football? But, it's funny, but I like seeing the difference. <laughs> but okay, so now the Big Ten and the SEC has set this precedent now going forward, where you're going to have one neutral site game, right? And so. Did the Big Ten and the SEC do that because they're getting these new teams in and now your neutral side game against UCLA or USC is going to be in an indoor stadium going forward? I would hate that. That would ruin so much of my fun. If it's not in California. <laughs> that would ruin right? so much of my fun. Like, that is no, why and, I cannot wait for this know, playoff change and we get those first home games in that first round. Like, that shit's going to be hilarious, okay? I tease. I can't wait for my bo- next year so I can tease my boss and be like, you know USC's going to be good, and then they're going to have to come to Michigan in the winter. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be super bad because you, you see it. USC is going to be good, but it's going to yeah. be super. I haven't even looked at their schedule yet, but like, holy hell. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait till they release the first schedule. So we'll be getting their first schedule probably right around the time, or the tentative schedules, probably right around the time college football season starts this year, right? We should be getting those tentative schedules yeah, for 2024. Um, I think we have, I don't know if we have times yet, but we should have dates of when they're, oh, for 2024. No, yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. I don't know when that will be. Yeah, 2024 football yeah. scheduling. God, it's going to be so interesting. It is. We'll see. We shall see. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. Yeah, they only have the three games out. Like, they got to play Notre Dame. They got to mm-hmm. play LSU. In they know Vegas. the game. Yeah, the games yeah. that they have to play. Yeah. 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 The out-of-conference stuff. Which makes sense. Yeah, we always know that. Like I mean, 30 we can, years in advance. We can talk about 
Notre Dame, but now with the Pac-12 possibly dissolving, that only gives Notre Dame more strength to be independent. Oh my God, those those dudes need to get into a goddamn conference. I am so sick and tired of this. I just and okay. Also, big move for the Big Ten. Prime switching their prime time gaming to NBC. That has to be strategic to try to get Notre Dame oh, to come over, right? Yeah. That has to be. 100%. Because why Why switch your primetime game? Also, if you're ESPN for the Big Ten, right? So you've, you've had the Big Ten primetime, and now you have no Big Ten games. Did you just mess up, or did you just think the Big Ten wouldn't be a product to – like you didn't the negotiate ESPN's in some deep shit because – Disney's like that side because they lost cricket in India. They're yep. now seeing their uh, football revenue getting cut into. It's like they're yep. in. They got some. They got some big issues as a network coming down yeah, the pipeline. And whatever their partnership is with Warner is also yeah. kind of weird. Which it'd be so weird if like TNT becomes like the only place you can watch basketball. Oh god, dude. <laughs> it'd be so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be so fat. But yeah, it does seem like ESPN or Disney, you know, the mouse is me- the cricket thing just doesn't make. What were they thinking? I don't know, dude. That's why you pay whatever amount of money is necessary. Dude, they lost to keep so many subscriptions over that, and it was like everybody was like, "Oh, it's over." What's going on here in the states? It's like, no, dude. They lost like a billion subscribers in India because they lost cricket <laughs> because they didn't want to pay. Yeah, it's insanity. I'm convinced. How much is a billion? uh, Between this, like, right now we're getting off sports, but between this, like, writer strike, HBO Max going to Max, Max. where you can watch HBO, some real Michael Scott paper company level marketing right there. Um, And then the cricket thing, I'm like, these executives are all just morons. That that they're idiots. They're just idiots. (laughs) That's all it is. (laughs) The other thing too, I'm not. I won't get into politics. We'll talk about politics on politics. But y'all cannot listen to these. Oh, Fringes of people on either side. It's just it's well, a recipe. It's a recipe for just disaster. Yes, don't listen to just because something got a million views on Twitter. There are only two million people on Twitter. Yeah. I want you to know that uh, two million people. It's yeah. God, talk about an app that's gone. Oh, yeah. it's TikTok. God, t- there are only three million people on TikTok. Dude, it's I don't. Let you know. I've learned this from I don't. It, in my day job, I do media, guys. I learned this in my media class and one of my PR classes a long time ago. A lot of times, if you don't say anything, the problem just goes oh, away. Oh, just disappears. It just disappears. Every time. <laughs> just disappears. Every because time. Americans don't have long memories. Look at what comedians are doing now. Like, last time I saw it, Louis C.K. was was done forever. Yes. He's making a comeback. Nope. He Uh, he was just at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, like comedians have it down pat. You go away for a little bit, and then you start peering your head around. It's the same thing with everything. You just go away. You just stay quiet, lay low, then you pop back up. Yeah, also don't backtrack. Oh, my God, that's PR 101. Yeah, keep going forward. Yeah, you can buy Louis C.K. tickets right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all righty. Anything else before we need to uh, wrap this up? Um, no, but Pac-12, get your shit together. Yeah, 
Definitely. If you need Nate and I to come in and consult, we can. I Absolutely. mean, I want to see your teams go to the Big Ten, but I'll help for a pretty penny. We will save you team. so much money. You just got to pay a small fee, and we will – trust small me, fee. we pay for ourselves on this one, dude. <laughs> yeah, we'll say I'll make the Pac-12 the hottest thing to watch. <laughs> dude, we would rush it. There is so much compelling shit that goes on in the Pac-12 that just – I don't mm. understand how a conference that has Nike dude. as one <laughs> – it, like, it it doesn't, you know, the USC film school. Like, there are so many people in the enter. These schools are in the entertainment business, and they do it worse than anybody else when it comes to promoting their own brand. It's insane. It's adversarial. Like I said, yeah. it's it, it's a hundred percent adversarial. They, they are. I tweeted every year by the end of the Pac-12, but it's true for their organization. And everything they are the snake that eats themselves. The football yeah. conference does it. They're actual like conference organizationally does it like basketball does it they just they are the snake that eats itself constantly. yeah you have the most storied college basketball program of all time yep and what squat diddly <laughs> squat dude squat diddly squat that's why your most storied basketball program is now in the big 10 yep leaving deuces peace so. All right, I need my Celtics to close this out. We played a good first half, but games are won and lost in the third. So we'll see how this one goes. All right, let's we'll do it. All right. All righty. As always, peace. Peace. Nice.